I'm Jordan Belfort, and this is Sales School. All right, short message from my number one sponsor, NetSuite. Here's the deal. If you're a business owner, you don't need them, NetSuite, to tell you it's tough to run a business because it is, right? We all know that. Don't let QuickBooks and spreadsheets slow you down anymore. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. They're the world's number one cloud-based business system. They give you the visibility and control of your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. You want to join over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. So schedule a free product tour now at netsuite.com slash school. That's netsuite.com slash school. What I want to talk about today is lining up the five core elements of the straight line system. What that really means, how you do it. I'm sure that by now you should have a basic understanding. Right? You should have more than that even. But I want to really dig into this today and give you sort of a kind of a, a, a quick tutorial and show you what it means like and sort of like and, and sort of how logical it really is from a different perspective. Let me explain what I mean. So what are the five core elements? Let's start with that. What are they what are they? Simple, right? Number one. So the five core elements, what it means is that these five elements must all fall into place for someone to say yes. If any one of these five elements is not lined up correctly, it's almost impossible to close the sale. Very, very difficult to close a sale. The best metaphor I can use for this is what a safe cracker does. How a safe cracker goes about cracking a safe. So let's first talk about what the numbers are in the combination. Those are your, so your five core elements are your five numbers of a combination lock. So imagine if the human brain, someone's buying strategy, how they go about, so a buying strategy is how they go about getting to and say, yes, I'll do it. That's someone's buying strategy. What goes on? Well, for someone to say yes, imagine that being when you crack the safe. So you walk up to a safe, you don't know the combination, and you're like one of those old-fashioned safe cracks that you put your ear and you spin the knob one way until you hear a click. Then what do you do? You spin the knob the other way, you hear a click. Will you open the safe? No, you won't even try yet because you know there's gonna be more than two numbers. How many numbers are there? Well, there might be three. So when you get the third click, you'll actually try to pull the lever down and open the safe, right? We call that a trial close. That's the, the, the analogy, the similarity. So imagine like you get the first three numbers lined up. What are those first three numbers? The three tens. They must love the product. They must trust and connect with you. They must trust and connect with the company that stands behind the product. Those are your first three elements that must line up. Because let's face it, right? If someone loves the product that you're selling, but does not trust you, what will they do? Will they buy? No. They'll say, let me think about it. They won't say I don't trust you, right? They'll say, let me think about it. And they'll go buy this similar product, the exact product from someone they trust. We don't buy from those that we don't trust. Plain and simple, it's logic, right? You know that makes sense. So it's not enough that they love your product. They also must trust and connect with you. And on top of that, trust them, you know, not quite as important, but almost as important, enough to blow the sale, 
is the fact that if they don't trust the company that either manufactured the product or is going to deliver the product or is going to be giving them customer service, it's there for the long term. If they don't trust the company that stands behind the product or that's affiliate that's going to manage their experience, they're not going to fucking buy. No way. We don't buy from companies that we think will give us lousy customer service. They won't be there if there's going to be a problem. They'll sell our information to someone else. Imagine if you thought that, yeah, I, I like the product, but I know if I give them my credit card number, they'll fucking have it up on the dark web and be fucking selling it to a bunch of fucking criminals in the fucking East Former East of Block. Would you go with, would you buy, would you do business with a company like that? Of course not. You would never do business in a million years with a company that acted that way. We must trust the company that we do business with. So those are your first three elements of the straight line system. The three elements that must line up before someone says yes. So imagine now, so this is why, so when we make our initial presentation, the front half of the sale ends when? When we ask for the order for the first time. So imagine using this metaphor, that's when you, you essentially have developed rapport, by your intelligence gathering. You've taken control of the conversation, positioned yourself as an expert. So now they perceive you as an expert. You've developed tight rapport, both a conscious and unconscious level. You've made your initial presentation about the product. So you framed your airtight logical case, right? And within that, you're always mentioning the company, the brand. So if you go through script building, right? Not that, you know, listen, if you have the script builder kit, better still, but we've always spoken about scripting many times, that even in your initial presentation, all the, all three tens are touched on. It's primarily about the product and primarily on logic. But you're always going to touch a little bit about yourself and simply you basically have by, essentially by the way you carry yourself, by getting into rapport, you've built up equity in that second 10. You understand by the very nature of what you do with the straight line system, when you're asked, when I say get into rapport, what am I saying? You're building the second 10. That's what's going on. So that's why you must get into rapport and, and on some level that you're not, because it opens them up to speaking to you to gather intelligence. But remember, without rapport, then you'd be like, a, like a, at a very low level on your second 10, so no one would ever buy from you. That's why people don't buy you can't influence someone when you're out of rapport with them. You must be in rapport, that's the second 10. Now, typically and very often it's not enough to close the sale, which is why people very often don't give you a lay down, because the lay down would be what? You ask for the order for the first time, and they say, yeah, let's do it. That's a lay down sale. Now, in most industries, depending on what you're selling, it's very rare. It happens three, 4% of the time. Most of the time, the customer needs to hear more. Why? Because at that point in time, when you ask for the order for the first time, which marks the end of the front half of the sale, that's the end of the front half, right, which we ask for the order, the three tens are not high enough collectively to exceed that person's action threshold. At the end, now, now let me slow this down. So at the end of the day, what, you know, I'm thinking that, just thinking this is pure logic, and logic is out for a second, right? When someone says yes, when they say, yeah, I'll buy, what's basically happened is their collective level of certainty for the three tens is greater than their, than their action threshold. So if they're like, you know, like me with a very low action threshold, where like if I'm just like at a seven, six, seven, if I'm reasonably certain about the three tens, yeah, I'll buy because I'm just I'm an easy person to sell to. 
So, which is why, especially if it's a familiar product, and I genuinely like the salesperson, like if I am in rapport, I'm a person, I close a bit further to the, let's say if you have the straight lines in front of you, I'm a little bit to the left. I'm further towards the open. In other words, I don't go down the full line. I'm, I'm easy to sell to. Not always, but typically I am. Because I have a low action threshold. So when you ask for the order for the first time, and someone says, yeah, let's do it, what's happened is you, by your getting into rapport with them, and through the presentation, and very often because of their pre-existing, their preconceived notions about what you're selling, their knowledge of the product, they already know something about your product, right? And also because they're in massive pain, this is getting now to elements four and five, because remember when you're in massive pain, it lowers the action threshold. So sometimes when you close like that, like on a, one, on a, on a lay down, it's because the person was in massive pain and that lowered their action threshold. So the same formula still applies. Those in that moment, because their action threshold had been lowered by their pain, the collective level of certainty after the, you asked for the order for the first time was high enough to close the deal. That makes sense, it should. I know it sounded like a mouthful, but it makes perfect sense. In other words, if someone's in a lot of pain, what does that do? The pain causes their action threshold to temporarily drop. When people are in pain, their action threshold is lower. They want to get out of pain, it's pleasure, so their decision-making strategy is altered and they'll say yes even when they're not 100% certain. 